It's the rendezvous with Simon Marcel. Bonjour et bonsoir, c'est moi. It's Simon Marcel with my French thick accent. Um, I hope you're okay. I hope your family is okay. That you're doing good. Uh, big thank you to everybody out there, uh, the truckers, uh, keeping us, you know, uh, having food in our fridge. Uh, the nurses and the doctors that keeps us safe. The police officers, the uh, firemen. Thank you to everybody. Um, during the day. Those long days, it's not easy if you are suddenly all together. And so, if you want to vent, either you can reach out to me and on my website, therendezvousshow.com, and just write me a long email about what's going on, or write it in your journal. What you don't want to do is vent on each other. That's not going to work. So use a journal, or just reach out to me, therendezvousshow.com. That's what I'm here for. And I want to help for that. So don't hesitate. Uh, you calls, you stories. Uh, your questions are next on the rendezvous 855-905-8255 or therendezvousshow.com. Any question about your relationship? 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Tara. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Tara. Welcome to the rendezvous. How can I help you tonight? So, my boyfriend and I have been living together uh, for a couple of months. We just moved in and... I grew up in, in a household full of amazing cooks, and the food was so good. So I've always cooked everything um, for dinner, and the last, like, week and a half, he's like, you know, you do all the cooking. I want to cook now. And he's so excited for all the stuff he's cooking, and it tastes so awful. So <laughs> how can I teach him but also, like, show him the respect of, Letting him try and not lying. <laughs> Listen, what is your intuition on this situation? What is your intuition on on compromising that that deal? Um, I guess my compromise would be teach him about food and like the science of food a little bit. That, I don't know. That could work. Or how about you just both cook? You do the main course, leave him the salads, right? So you built. His self-confidence as a new cook, but you keep the control of the main course, whether it's fish, chicken, meat, whatever you eat, so you're sure at least you can have a good meal. And then you you see he starts to do the salad and dessert. And then as as you guys are cooking next to each other, little by little he can learn from you how to do the main course. But I would not, knowing that what you said, leave him, you know, the cooking every night, or you're not gonna eat well. So I think that if you were my wife and you said Honey, I love cooking too, so why don't I just I I'll take care of the main course today. You do the appetizers. And we'll do we'll do the dessert together or buy the dessert together. You make it about us, you make it about we both participate to the meal, I think you'll be happy. Good advice. Good. Well, try it. I think it's the best way for you to guarantee you're gonna eat something good, not hurt his feelings, and how bad can it go with a salad or a soup? Not too bad. Okay, I like this. This is good, I love it. All right. Thank you so much, Tara, for your call. Good luck to you with that cuisine. Thank you. All right. Bonsoir. To be happy in your relationship, do you need control of the kitchen? Or not really? Let's talk about that next. Key question for anyone living with somebody else. Do you need to have control of the kitchen and the cooking in the house to be happy? I tell you that because my English teacher, Veronica told me that her husband, Russ, puts once a great effort into cooking but left such a mess in the kitchen, that's the last time she ever let him cook. 
And he's a good man. Great intention. But she said, listen, I cook, I clean, I do it all at my own rhythm. It bothers me if somebody is in my way. Do you feel the same? I kind of feel the same. By the way, I live alone. I'm single. I've been doing all my cooking for the last 20 years at home. My chicken, this, that, whatever. I agree, all the things. And I have trouble sharing the kitchen space. I don't know if it's just me or you agree with that. And I have a little story of my own where I had a little problem with a girl about the kitchen. Stay with me. You want to hear what happened next. So since I'm talking about the kitchen at my house and I like, you know, to cook, I like to um, put it away in my washer. I like to get it out. I like, I, I have, it must be OCD or I just kind of controlling with the kitchen thing. I'm, I'm like my English teacher, Veronica. I like to see what's going on. So I had a lovely girlfriend. She claimed she was a great cook. I claim I was a better cook because I'm French. So we had this little fight. And then I was cooking. And then she talked and talked while I was doing the cooking. And then I lost concentration about how long was the pasta being cooked for. And shame on me. I really told her, I said, listen, you cannot talk to me so much while I'm measuring the time of how long it takes to me for our spaghetti to be al dente. And she took offense. She said, oh, you think it's more important that you watch those pasta than listening to my story? And I said, yes. Oh, my God. I should have never said yes. She took it very badly. So my advice is deal very lightly with your partner when it comes to what's happening in the kitchen. It seems to be a place like of tension or of great pleasure. It depends how you treat it. You call the next on the rendezvous. You know, since the beginning of the show, we've always had love stories. And then me and my producer, Jill, lately, we thought, you know, with this crazy world we live in, what we need more than ever is to hear some, you know, good, positive stories too, more than ever. So if you have one and you want to send a good story in the universe for all of us to know, to hear, to learn from, just call me now, 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Isabelle. Bonjour, Simon. How are you? I'm good. Welcome to the rendezvous, Isabelle. I want to know that, that romantic story that you have for me. Okay. So um, this was um, a Valentine's Day. And I, I had just been out of town for work. And um, we have two kids. And when he's on his own with the kids, when uh -huh. I'm out of town for work, it's, it's very hard on him. So, okay. And uh, it was Valentine's Day when I got back. And uh, when I got back, you know, nobody was home. They they had stepped out, I guess. Um, but there were roses on the table for me, like beautiful dozen roses, uh -huh. um, beautiful red roses, uh -huh. and um, a little handmade card that was actually it was a snowflake. Uh -huh. um, and like it, it it had been, it was extensively uh, worked on. Like it had a white background and then it had pink kind of cut out. So it like looks like pink lace kind of on it. And then on the back it said, um, I'm so glad I caught you, uh, meaning like uh, a snowflake. Yeah. Um, uh. And it was so cute and so sweet. I can't, couldn't believe that he had he had been able to do all that while I was out of town. I mean, it was just took me completely by surprise. I love uh, that. So much on his plate, yeah. I, I love that. How did that make you feel? It just made me feel so good that he, he thought about me and – I felt so um, just appreciated, and I just need the love alive a little bit, you know? I mean, sure. we're always just have our heads down and just working, 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 and it just, like, it was a nice moment to pause and, and kind of appreciate what we have. 
For sure, for sure. I mean, you know, I feel appreciated and feel loved, and this is huge in the relationship and the marriage. So thank you so much, Isabel, for sharing that. This, this is a very sweet and, and cute love story. I appreciate it. Thank you very much, and have a good night. Thank you, you too. You know, there's a key lesson for all of us in that story and all the love story I hear. It's about how one can make you feel. And I want to talk about that more next on The Rendezvous. How would you describe the feeling of when your partner does something special for you? Would you say, I feel cared for, I feel loved, I feel wanted, I feel desired, I feel beautiful? I mean, that's the lesson I've learned listening to you love stories night after night, that everybody needs to feel special, loved, beautiful, attracted, etc., etc., and, and some may say, but Simon, this is just romance. You know, the daily life is we work, we take care of the kids, we take care of this. Yes, but this is the oxygen of your relationship. All those gestures will make you feel wanted, appreciated, loved, and safe. I want to emphasize on all these words because that's why I listen to you love story every single night to feel story after story how you feel when somebody does something special for you. I'm going to share a personal story of how I felt very special one time in my life. Next. Welcome back to The Rendezvous. I'm Simon Marcel. So the first time I fell in love, if you can call it love, but it was in my heart, I was 13 with a young French woman named Christabel. And we fell in love. It was all romantic. Of course, not physical, just a kiss. But she did something. It's the first time, actually, a, a, a young woman did something for me. For my birthday, on June 23rd, she brought me a chocolate mousse. And I, if you know me, I love chocolate, and I love chocolate mousse especially. And she said, happy birthday, mon amour. Very French, very direct, even young. And you have no idea how much I felt happy, safe, and loved by her gesture to bring a chocolate mousse in a bowl that she did herself with the help of her mother. It's not much a chocolate mousse. But it goes a long way in my heart. <laughs> so anyway, back to you with your calls and your questions. 855-905-8255. You want to share something wonderful someone has done for you in the name of love? Call me. 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Alice. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Alice. Welcome to The Rendezvous. I know you have a story of a romantic gesture a man did for you. I do. I My husband brought me a dozen roses. Eleven were alive and one was artificial. And when I asked him why one was artificial, his comment was, and I have goosebumps repeating this, I will love you until this last rose dies. Oh, <laughs> see? That is very sweet. My heart melted. And I still have that rose. Obviously, the other ones died, but I have that one, and I look at it every once in a while when I'm mad at them, and it brings back a flood of love. How wonderful. Did you do something as romantic for him as he did for you with the flowers? Do you have, did you reciprocate this? I, I'm not that creative, but I'm going to try. <laughs> you should. You should. He, he did really good. Uh, Alice, it's inspirational. I'm going to do the same thing one day that he did for you. And I'll think of you and thank you for this wonderful story you just shared with us. 
Thank you. Thank you for being there to share these stories. You're most welcome. Have a good night, Alice. Oof, this is an interesting Facebook message I just got at the rendezvous show. Um, somebody's wondering, you know, uh, how can you keep your partner up in those difficult days? Well, stay with me. Your Facebook message is coming up next on the rendezvous. So if you're listening to The Rendezvous, you know that The Rendezvous website and social media is open to you 24-7. Jessica sent me a Facebook message at The Rendezvous show saying you know, that her husband has been in a very negative mood lately, which, which I understand. I mean, like she said, I can't blame him. But it makes her harder for her, too, to stay positive. And she was wondering, Simon, do you have any suggestions that could help me make him come back to the bright side? So... Um, Jessica, how can you help your partner get back on the brighter side of things? I'm going to share my little secret next with you on The Rendezvous. If you're married in, or in a partnership or with your boyfriend, and like Jessica, her husband is like on a, you know, on a spin of dark mood you know, and, and, and down, and, and she's asking me, Simon, you know, what can I do to make him feel a little better? Any suggestions on how to encourage him to look on the bright side of life? Here's what you can do. Little pleasures, like cook together, like play your favorite songs together, watch his favorite movies. Use every tool that you can find surrounding pleasure of all kind in your life with your husband to bringing back the joy of life from very little pleasure to maybe very big pleasure, if you get my drift, but keep that alive. Any more other questions, reach out to me, always, therendezvousshow.com. Thanks for your Facebook message, your calls, coming up next. Any question about your relationships, 855-905-8255. Molly, bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Molly. Welcome to The Rendezvous. What is up with you tonight? Hello. Well, I have a problem, and I wonder if you can help me. Okay. I received a love letter, and I'm very interested in the person who wrote it, but there's one problem, and that is that he's dating my sister. Uh-uh. That's a major problem. I don't think they're going to last. How do you know that? I just don't think they have any sparks, and he and I do have sparks. Okay. How long has he been dating your sister? Maybe six months. Six months is a long time. If There is no sparks in chemistry, don't you think? Yeah, but she complains, and he's always talking to me. I see. Okay, so you want to know what to do? What is that what you want to know? Yeah. Okay. If it was up to you before I answer, what would you like to do? I want them to break up and wonder how I can just start dating him and it's not a problem. I see. So um, here's how it goes down, Molly. I think the guy who is uh, dating your sister and wants to date you too, he's disturbed. He's disturbed because he's gonna he's, he's really going from one side to the other, which for many reasons he shouldn't do. He's gonna break your family if you get into it. Your sister's gonna hate you. You he will leave you for another person right after you've been dating him six months. So that's a man that has something perverse in him. And I don't want you to get caught into that kind of relationship. So I know it's difficult because you're attracted to the dude, but this guy He's playing the field, but he's playing with an institution called the family field, and I can't let that happen. I just feel like I'm in love with him. I understand, but I can't let that happen. You 
have a family. You've got to respect that. And so... So what do I tell him? You tell him, no, you date my sister. You don't date two sisters in the family. Do I tell my sister what he did? Don't show the letter. Just tell the dude you don't want to hear from him ever again. And leave it there. Okay. Okay? I can do that. Yeah. Please. Please. I think you're right. Protect your family. It's an institution that cannot be touched. Not under my watch. All right. All right, Molly. I'm glad you called me because I think I'm going to protect your family, which is more important than that player. Thank you. You're most welcome, Molly. Be strong and have a good night. Okay, Simon. Stay with me. More Rendezvous is next. Thank you very much for listening. And I want to say something very, very special because, you know, I drive at night and I want to say to all the people that are in the medical profession, people that are nurses, the doctors, people working at grocery stores 24-7, people in the media that work like us, you know, police officers, you know, ambulances, fire people, firemen, anyone out there helping each other and helping us, you know, all my gratitude goes to you. Thank you for me and my team for everything you're doing for us to keep us safe and healthy. Merci, merci, merci. Uh, any questions for me during the day, by the way, guys? I'm alone at home, always ready to answer, at Rendezvous Radio. Uh, tweet me, Instagram me a DM. I will be there. Thanks again for listening and bonsoir. The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.